You're listening to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Like the show? Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash nygbc. You should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book that you can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Because when the Terminator told us to come with him if we want to live, we said no. <laughs> my name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, the jam to my jelly roll. Benedict, do you like jelly rolls? No. Not a fan of jelly rolls? <laughs> no, and in this metaphor, you're the jelly roll, so get out of here. <laughs> hate you. <laughs> I don't understand this hatred of jelly, the little sponge I, cake I with really, jelly wrapped up in it. Yeah. It's good it's stuff. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, you know, take or leave it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I usually, I know usually I, I go more in depth on our food opener, our opening question, but. But you're being good about the interstitials week, being shorter. I'm being good. We're trying to be as, as fast as possible with the interstitials because unlike usual, right, our normal episodes usually go over an hour. Um, I told Benedict when we started doing these that I would keep the interstitials to half an hour to 45 minutes, and I have failed every time. So Every time. For your benefit, I'm going to try my best, my darndest, to keep us to that this week. And nice. so the interstitials moving forward, I don't think we're going to do all the usual um, intro rigmarole that we go through. We're not going to do the hot takes or the bookshelf or all that kind of stuff. I think we're just going to jump in. We're going we're gonna to say hi. Maybe find out how each Hi. other's doing. I don't know what yeah. uh, what Nintendo Switch games you're enjoying these days. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> have you played Zelda yet? Some, some of them. No, I haven't. Actually. Really? Haven't, you just got a Switch it, yeah. for Christmas, and I know, you, you I know. haven't played Zelda yet. The game, the reason why know, you get a Nintendo Switch. I know. I know. I'm I'm ashamed of myself, honestly. Because you and I grew that. up with the Ocarina of Time. The great, the single greatest video game ever created. That was the game of our generation. I can't tell you how many times I played through that game from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, so many I, uh, times. I, I was never, honestly, I never had a Nintendo growing up. I had a Game Boy. What? No, I, I had oh, an yeah, N64, yeah. and I had, but I had all the Pokemon stuff. I didn't have like the, mm -hmm. I didn't have Ocarina of Time or any of the Zelda games, and I knew they were good, and I just didn't have them um because then pretty quickly like i got a i think i had a playstation fairly early compared to most people i mm. think i got a playstation for my seventh birthday i feel like so like i was pretty young when i had a playstation so i was then just like a playstation kid mm. you know see we never did play we were not a playstation household we mm. were a nintendo household so gotcha. we had the N64, and then the gamecube was our next level up yeah okay so uh, i never so had we... a gamecube i didn't have a wii so I didn't have I didn't have any of the like Nintendo classic consoles. 
Yeah. Well, I'm there. I'm with you on on Pokemon because that that also hit our generation hard. Pokemon uh, Stadium, in a very Pokemon way. Snap. Oh, yeah. Also, did you have? Yes, Pokemon I remember Snap? Pokemon, yeah. Snap. Pokemon Snap. I remember throwing never being apples able to find them all. Critters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just start throwing knock, apples and rocks. To, yeah. <laughs> trying to knock the Charmeleon into the into the lava pit with an apple so that it would become a Charizard and you get the perfect <laughs> shot. Yeah, I oh, remember. God. I haven't played that game since I was seven, but I know. I'd play that game today. I would play that game right now. That garbage game. I, I bet would you can get it on play. Switch. I bet you can. Uh, I'm 100% it. sure. I'm sure it's out there. We got to find out about that. But anyways, why don't we jump right into this week's topic, of course, is the interstitial episode where we cover a specific event, person, place, thing, whatever we decide. And of course, we're stuck in the present again, much like the last interstitial episode, because of course, CPAC was this weekend. Sure it was. There's no overlooking CPAC. That's what we had to do. There was and and CPAC, as you can imagine, for me, someone addicted to all this stuff. Uh, this is this is like Candyland for me. <laughs> I adore CPAC. I had it on the TV on you know playing the YouTube live streams all weekend. Of course you did. Um, and I I just thought it was so much fun. Uh, so many cringeworthy moments from the gold statue. Do we? Do we yeah, the gold statue was good. Do we have Ted Cruz <laughs> yelling freedom like Braveheart mixed in here somewhere? Well, Benedict, as we begin our day, moving in <laughs> to our clips that we have, uh-huh. it was in fact the first one I had queued up. So why don't we begin with. In the immortal words of William Wallace, <laughs> freedom! <laughs> Okay, apparently Ted Cruz thinks that Mel Gibson (laughs) is William Wallace. Yeah, and also uh, a good person to quote. Yeah, yeah, a guy, I I remember I looked into it once because somebody else stupid had quoted uh, William Wallace, and really they're just quoting Braveheart because we know very little about the real William Wallace other than that there was one. We don't don't have any quotes or anything. Brutally murdered by the regime. Yeah, that's about all we know hung, about Hung, drawn, and quartered pretty dramatically, yeah. Uh, but I, I love that for Republicans, uh, Mel Gibson movies are... Not surprisingly, really, that Mel Gibson movies are history for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Braveheart's actually an interesting one because it is not accurate, really. No, not in the um, slightest. <laughs> not even so- a little bit. But also, <laughs> famously, and I'm not sure if you know this, Kevin, Scotland is part of the United Kingdom. Yes, it is. So that whole freedom thing didn't go so hot in the long run. Didn't work out quite as well as he had hoped. So uh, before we actually get into the CPAC stuff for today, I have something else that I pulled up. Usually when we do these interstitials, one of my first go-tos is PragerU. Because those five-minute videos are sort of perfect for our purposes, right? Mm -hmm. They're usually trying to make an argument for something, lay out their facts and information, and uh, and they're, uh, I think, quite entertaining. So I was looking, and there's a couple new ones posted recently. One of them caught my eye because it's called, What Are Your Kids Learning in School? And we're not going to play the video, but... Underneath, when I was looking at the description, there's a blue button that says, take the quiz. And I clicked on that. And this is something that does not happen with most other PragerU videos I've ever looked at. You click on that, and up pops five questions underneath the video. So, Benedict, you're going to take this quiz without having seen the video. Let's Let's see if you can pass. Okay. So, question number one. Colleges have become, A, havens for critical thinkers, Uh B, leftist indoctrination centers, C, centers for free speech, Mm. or 
D, conservative-dominated think tanks. Mm. <clears throat> well, I would say that they are certainly not conservative-dominated think tanks. Um because that's conservative-dominated think tanks, are that. Um, <laughs> I, do, do you want me to give my answer or what I think? I want Dennis you to Prager? give the answer that, that you think they want you to pick. Oh, obviously leftist rat's nests Duh. or whatever leftist they said. Leftist indoctrination centers. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, number two, how does radical change happen? Is it A, through one huge overnight shift, B, through a short series of highly public events, C, it creeps up on us. Or D, it is immediately established through 100% consensus. How does radical change happen incrementally? (laughs) (laughs) It creeps up on us. What a weird weird thing to say. How does radical change happen? (laughs) Nobody notices it coming. (laughs) Ah, yes, radical change. That famous adjective. (laughs) So is that your choice? Uh, Yes, incrementally is my choice. Okay, okay. Uh, it creeps up on us, yeah. What yeah. a fucking stupid uh, thing to say. Are you kidding? <laughs> really? I mean, come on. What did you expect from a quiz from Prager You? <laughs> it creeps up on us. Literally, like, oh, it's too. everything's moving too fast, and it's moving so fast that it crept up on us, and nobody noticed. <laughs> I find that one hilarious. That's probably the best one of the quiz. Number three. This is a true-false. True-false. The 1619 Project teaches as truth that America is a fundamentally racist country and that white Americans today bear responsibility for all current and historic racism. I mean, that is what the 1619 Project teaches. (laughs) So, yes, it's true. Whether they agree with it or not is... uh... (laughs) Well, I think that last sentence about white Americans bearing responsibility for all current and historic racism is uh, twisted. Uh, yeah. uh, their twisted view of what the 1619 project is sure. actually talking about. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, number four. Wait, so to, they uh, say it's choice. they say it's true or they say it's false? Well, I'm asking you. What do you want to say? Uh, oh, we're gonna we, get the answers at the end. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, let's say true. True. All right. Number four. Many of our schools are teaching children that a, if they're black, they're victims, whether they experience it or not. B, gender is something they choose for themselves. C, our past is terrible and they have no future. Or D, all of the above. Oh, that's an all of the above situation. That's an all of the above. (laughs) And number five, what should American children be learning? Is it A, that they must take responsibility for their conduct? B, that hard work and rational thought are things we all value? C, that America was founded to guarantee liberties and opportunities to its citizens, or D, all of the above. Or E, that Prager of Prager U should be president <laughs> of the world. <laughs> what should Are we going with D? What Are we going with D on this one? Yeah, that's an obvious all of the above as well. Yes, yes. And uh, clicking the check answer button, we passed the quiz. It doesn't oh, tell me what, wait, it doesn't tell me like five out of five. It just says pass the quiz. It doesn't give me a check of any of the answers. It just says you passed. And do you know what? One out of five. One out of five is a passing grade at <laughs> why? PragerU. So. <laughs> why do I have the feeling it didn't say we passed no matter what answers we chose? <laughs> there you the go. intellectual rigor. Oh, there we go. Yep, yep. So we got them all. It, if I uh, click out of that, it does tell us that we, of course, cr- selected all the correct answers. Excellent, I was hoping excellent. there'd be like a certificate they'd let us print after can that. You, can you just uh, quickly do it again and put in all the wrong answers and see how disappointed they are in you? 
No. Literally, you put, you put in the wrong answers and Prager himself calls the police. Pop up and call me a leftist scumbag. Yeah. All yeah, right. it, also, it also plays a different video. <laughs> All right, so on to our coverage of CPAC. Starting off with... Uh, so, CPAC, I don't know if you know much about it, but it's been going on since the 1970s. Uh, it's an annual event organized originally by the Young Americans Foundation, the YAF, uh, which is now, I think they've changed their name to something different, like uh, Young America, so- something or other. I don't remember exactly what they changed it to. Uh, and typically sponsored by the American Conservative Union. Uh, the first one, I believe in 1973, uh, Ronald Reagan spoke at. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's been a proving ground for, you know, the, the majority of my lifetime uh, for Republican presidential hopefuls to go to and uh, get in front of a rabid audience. And also um, also rans who never make anything of themselves. Yes, absolutely true. So we have three videos. I don't think we need to cover much more because a lot of this has been trounced pretty well on social media over the last couple of days. And I got to say, one thing I did notice and that uh, I really despised about all the coverage of this is that even what you would expect to be serious news organizations, and the the prime uh, place I saw this was uh, Forbes and The Hill. And The mm-hmm. Hill is not, I wouldn't call The Hill quite so serious. Um, I, I think a lot of their practices are just ridiculous. Uh, but uh, Forbes, right? When you think of Forbes, you think of, you know, a pretty steady, even-handed approach to things generally. I think that's generally the impression I get uh, because they're just really boring. But all the videos they posted of CPAC started with something like so-and-so, let's say Jim Jordan, rips in all uppercase letters, so-and-so. Or Matt Gates destroys Liz Cheney. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But that's how, that's how things are these days, Kevin. You know that. Yeah. So the video we're starting off with is, uh, this is the opening video that they played at CPAC. Okay. This should give us an idea of, of where things sit right now. This is immediately after uh, that horrible national anthem that we all saw um, that that I, I think one of the better things to go around is people uh, putting it to piano and playing the, the tune as it was actually sung by this, this young woman, who I don't want to trample on too much because... You know, she doesn't look very old, and I'm, I'm sure she tried to do her best, but they made a very poor decision uh, in letting her do it. Oh, so we'll begin with our coverage immediately after that with the opening of this video. And there's a lot of text and things going on that I'm going to have to describe to you. Okay. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start this off and see where things go. Oh, wow. The X-Files. We're about to go into a dark winter. We do need to close our schools. Have the schools remain closed for the rest of the year. Close, close indoor operations. So this, this, this is the horror movie intro. Sure. I would just say, it was a dark winter. A bunch of people <laughs> fucking died. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, we're starting off with this uh, clips of various political figures sure. saying that, you know, school shutdowns. And then they have the big lockdowns graphic on the screen. Operations for fitness centers, places of worship, offices for non-critical sectors, personal care services, hair salons, and barber shops. Do you think? I'm- and they just played the video of Nancy Pelosi walking into that uh, hair salon. Yeah, of course. Of course. And now, now Fauci is on screen. Okay. Americans okay. will okay. still be wearing masks, for example, in 2022. You know, I think it is possible that that's the case. No indoor. Dining. Oh no! In- Hedging his bets. <laughs> How horrific is that? Yeah. I love that this is their big gripes over their dramatic horror mu- horror music. 
This is not, what they're complaining not will, about. Will hundreds of thousands of Americans still be dying in 2022? Will I still have to wear a mask? <laughs> Well, remember, the theme of CPAC was COVID is a hoax. Yeah, so also, uh, Amer- America uncancelled, and then they cancelled that dude who was a racist, <laughs> it turned out. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Like I mentioned on the patron only for this month, uh, Republicans seem to always have a knack for falling backwards into associating themselves accidentally with white supremacists <laughs> and fascists and all sorts of horribly racist individuals <laughs> who, oh no, we didn't know about this person. They they have they have a knack for uh, going into their garden and stepping on a rake and then uh, walking in the other direction and somehow stepping on the same rake again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Person learning at high schools or places of large gatherings like movie theaters. In some cases, the impact is life saving. In other cases, the impact is economically catastrophic. So I just cut a little bit that you all didn't hear because it was just a clip of a bunch of uh, pictures and videos of CPAC events they've held across the country with just music playing over it. So now we we rejoin uh, with the, the next portion. Some voters say that they are getting more than one ballot sent to them, cool. prompting concerns about possible fraud. And now on the screen, your votes canceled with oh. the, uh, the Arby's meat stamp. Is how I would describe that cancelled text. Good that they're not leaning into this conspiracy theory at all, then. Nope, they're right off the bat, jumping headfirst into the election conspiracy. Good stuff. Love that. Now, let's see, I have to keep reading all this text, because what it says on screen right now is, Cabal formed shadow campaign to fortify 2020 election. That's the text on screen right now you just heard a typewriter making. Many studies do show mail-in voting is more prone to fraud than any other kind. A postal worker arrested today for throwing away mail, nearly 2,000 pieces of mail. And the headline here, 99 of the pieces were general election ballots. Why are dead people still getting ballots in the mail? Several military ballots were, quote, discarded. The DOJ- so oh my most of these that we're hearing about They're in this video... Debunked are all debunked conspiracies yeah. that were debunked long, long ago. Love that. But they're still bringing up. They're still bringing this shit up because they have nothing. They're dredging the well and finding absolutely fucking nothing. DOJ says an overwhelming majority of those ballots were cast for guess who? Donald Trump. Dozens of... Now, Election Day 2020. Okay, he's gonna... It, I, let me guess. It's gonna be like Trump surges ahead. And, and by the way, how, like... the reason I wanted to play this video is it's wild to me that after everything that's happened at CPAC, their first thing, literally, this is the first thing that happened at the conference. The opening video was to dive into election conspiracies. Yeah, ridiculous. That was that was their opening move. It's given it's pretty a bunch, irresponsible of, a bunch of Republicans just voted to impeach Trump for justice. Yeah of poll watchers were turned away being told a tally room was at capacity due to COVID-19 restrictions. This scene involved supporters of President Trump shouting, stop the count. At least Georgia counties, the voting hours had to be extended because of technical glitches. Here I am as a observer for the President of the United States, totally legal, and they throw me out. So again, all this, just more conspiracies. All this stuff has been Yeah, it's been all stuff with. that's been debunked or explained right. or whatever. So that's a taste of the intro video. Good stuff. Uh, now, for our next our next uh, tasting. 
from sure. CPAC 2020, which is a fine vintage, a, a quite fine vintage. Uh, I decided, why don't we pick somebody out of the crowd who is in our wheelhouse, uh, somebody we are familiar with. And of course, who else to do that with but Donald Trump Jr. Oh, good. And his, and the main reason I wanted to play this is because it opens pathetic and just gets worse. Okay. You're going to start off hearing Donald Trump being the worst MC ever. He's never even been to an open mic, and he is just failing right That's off the that. bat. He does not know how to work a crowd. So here we go. Wow! How's it going, CPAC? Or I heard someone earlier phrase it a little bit better. T-Pac. That's what it feels like. <laughs> so when he did that, he actually held up his hands in a T. As in like Trump? Said, Is that what yeah, he came? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. And you saw or you heard the crowd going, wait, what's he? What's he's, oh, I get it. Yeah. But you see automatically right off the bat, this guy has zero stage chops. Let's do it. This guy does not know how to handle a crowd. Right, guys, well, first and foremost, it's awesome to be here. It's great to see this kind of enthusiasm, and it's great to actually be in a full room. Ugh, fuck off. Uh, Again, lackluster, you know, honestly, guys. What I but see, what, right now, after he said that, the camera cuts on the feed I'm using, which is from a local news crew, to the mostly empty crowd. Love that. It is very much. Even beyond what I suspect were COVID restrictions, you know, of keeping a seat in between people, there are tons of empty seats in this room that Donald Trump is in. Good stuff. He, in Florida right now, is exemplary of the Republican Party. They're worst. This is a state like the party is that has open schools. So, open schools. That's like the, the state, Party. like the party. Yeah, yeah that's nonsense. That, that yeah, makes no, makes I think no what sense. he was going for is the Republican Party is saying to open schools, and Florida has that because our governor sucks. Uh, but yeah, we'll continue. Open businesses and open churches. What Great. we've seen in some of the more left-leaning states is exactly the opposite. The only thing that they have open is open borders. Ugh. States? I'm just, I'm just, yeah, exactly. But one of the things I love about this is just seeing, because we read an entire book by Donald Trump Jr. of him bragging about his crowds and how much people loved him, and we're seeing how this crowd doesn't give a fuck about what he has to say. Lines that would get uproarious applause if anybody else, his father included, said them, just drop dead from this guy. Yeah, and also not for nothing, like, in New York at least... Most things aren't closed anymore. Like, you no. can't dine inside, except you can now at 25% capacity. But, like, if you want to go to a shop, the shop is open, largely. Right. I mean, going to, like, uh, uh, another speaker at CPAC, of course, was Christy Nome, And this got a little bit of play on social media throughout the weekend because one of the things she said was highlighting how uh, South Dakota had, I think the phrasing she used was something about not taking away people's personal freedom and everyone, of course, immediately jumped to showing that South Dakota had one of the worst death rates in the country. Yeah. And the Freedom highest infection live. rate. Because they had done absolutely nothing. So that's that's the glorious uh, uh, success that Trump Jr. is trying to jump on and highlight here. Good work, guys. 
In the first 30 days of Joe Biden's presidency, all of the things that I said would come true in the book Liberal Privilege that I wrote last summer. No. Pimping the book. You gotta pimp the book. Are happening. We listened to months of media telling us that Joe Biden, he's a moderate, don't worry. He's not gonna end energy. He's what? not going to end, end pipelines, energy? which is partially correct. <laughs> Look, that just goes back to the strategy of stupid people when they don't understand something to just use the, the most general Generic term for an yeah. entire area. Like when Trump says we have the best nuclear. Like, he doesn't understand what that means. No. He just knows that nuclear is a thing that gets him a crowd response. So that's what he goes to. He's not going to end Russian pipelines. He's only going to end American pipelines. The what? Russian ones are just fine. What are so you supposed to do about <laughs> Russian pipelines? I'm so confused. I, I have no idea what's going right, on. Right, exactly. What the fuck is he? Uh, you know how you know how the president of the United States uh, controls Russia. You know how that's about. yeah. But also, so, I mean, the the other thing is, you know, everyone in that room knows what he's talking about. I I don't. It's some, I don't know no, what he's talking about. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's some weird right wing conspiracy that they've all read for sure. Well. I'm pretty steeped in the right-wing conspiracy bullshit world. That's where I spend a lot of my time, and I have no idea what he's referencing. I honestly think that I get what you mean, where, like, generally, when they say something we don't get, it's some thing that's been making its way through right-wing media, and so we just haven't seen it. That one, I think, was just something he thought was a good comeback, because he doesn't understand <laughs> what a comeback is, or what yeah. how you attack someone for their policies. I have no idea what he thought that meant. I don't know, man. They're going to cave to China. No, that was never going to happen. Of course it happened. You think that billion dollar investment in Hunter came for free? No, the Chinese, the oh, wow. Chinese they, have they a great return that. on investment. But so guys, what's he done for China? Nothing. Yeah. Not a goddamn thing. There's, there's been literally nothing that's happened with China since Biden took office. Yeah. But it, the truth doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter in a Except the only speech. thing was like, yeah, we're going to keep the tech stuff that Trump said he was going to do that stops right. them the, stealing intellectual property. Like, the Truth doesn't matter in a CPAC no, speech. None of that shit matters. More importantly, who would have thought that within 33 days we'd be bombing the Middle East again? I would have. <laughs> he would have. Good. Great stuff. <laughs> it's very boring. What's the next one? That's that's all we need from Don Jr. Now, the last one, of course, we can't talk about CPAC without mentioning Donald Trump making cool. his return. Let's do it. Uh, and rather than make us all suffer through the entirety of Trump's speech, uh, Politico did a pretty good uh, summary of Trump's CPAC uh, speech in 180 seconds. Let's do three that. Minutes. That sounds good. So we're going to rip through this baby and see what we find. So here we go. And Trump we have three CPAC minutes left till half an hour. So that, that in works. 180 seconds. Let's do it. Please welcome the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Do you miss me yet? No. Do you miss me yet? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm going to continue to fight right by your side we will like do he did at the capitol right from the beginning which is to win so okay i'm gonna fight by your side we're gonna do what we've done which is win okay that could have been three words we'll completely, keep win we'll we'll keep winning together four <laughs> words there you go completely meaningless sentence yep. yes we're not starting new parties 
You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. Mm. I am not starting a new party. Okay. Debatable. People said that because he had his advisors he float yeah. the idea. He literally had other people float the idea. Many people have asked, what is Trumpism? Nothing. A new term being used more and what is Trumpism? A new term. Let's a hear what term. his definition of Trumpism is. I'm excited. It's not that. a new term. We've been no. using it for the last five years. It's not a new fucking term. More. I'm hearing that term more and more. I didn't come up with it. It means low taxes come up with and it. eliminating job-killing regulations, Trumpism. It means strong borders. It means no riots in the streets. It okay. means law. No riots in the streets. You know, like Only happened riots under in Trump. The Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> no riots in the streets. Only riots in the Capitol. That's well, not Trumpism even that. Right but there. like, there were there were demonstr like mass demonstrations under a Trump presidency because it was a racist administration. Absolutely, hundred percent. Enforcement. It means very strong protection for the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms. It means support for the forgotten men and women who have been taken advantage of for so many years and they were doing great. And it means a strong military. And of course, we respect our great American flag. <laughs> great. So that's, that's all just the usual bullshit. There's nothing new there. Yep. The We Love You chant we that got a lot you. of play. Everyone Bizarre. heard that. You know, when you think about We Love You, you're saying that about, I hate to say it, am I a politician? I don't know. Maybe yes, you were the fucking president. I hate, to, I hate to admit it, but that's really, it's an honor that you would say it. We believe in patriotic education and strongly oppose the radical indoctrination of America's youth. God damn that term, patriotic education, is it. probably... Like, I hate to, to reference 1984. That is the most Hitler, Hitler used. I, well, uh, I was going to go with 1984. Sure. But generally, I think, you know, mentioning 1984 is trite bullshit. But Jesus Christ, if that isn't the most 1984 thing that someone could say. Yeah. But yeah, the Hitler comparison also. Also accurate. The fascist comparison. Controlling yeah. education. Patriotic education. Not this indoctrination they're giving. It's, it's really scary. Because that's not going to go away. People are going to keep pushing that shit. Yeah, for sure. Horrible. We embrace free thought. We stand up to political correctness. And we reject left-wing lunacy. And in particular, we reject cancel culture. Cancel culture. Of course he does. Of course it had to make an appearance at the uncanceled CPAC conference. I ironic for someone who was canceled by losing a whole ass election. <laughs> This election was rigged, Ugh. and the Supreme Court there and other courts didn't want to do anything about it. We need election integrity and election reform immediately. Republicans should be the party of honest elections that can give everyone confidence in the future no, of our country. Without that. honest elections, who has confidence? Those words don't mean confidence? what you think they mean. With yep. your help. Well, no, he, he knows what they mean. He knows yeah, they don't maybe. mean what they say. They do mean what he thinks they mean. Yeah, probably. Which, which is preventing as many brown people from voting as possible, right? But yeah, it's, it's crazy that the whole conference began 
with the lie about the election. And of course it had to end with Donald Trump, the person who inspired the insurrection, bringing the lie about the election back, bringing the big lie back. Uh, and of course, it's never going to go away because he refuses to admit the truth. Yep. So we got about 30 seconds left. Let's we'll get do it. the end of this. We will take back the House. We will win the Senate. And then a Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House. And I wonder who that will be. Very I wonder boring. who that will be. That's it. That's the end of the video. That's <sighs> Trump's speech. So cool. I watched the whole speech, and I got to say, that's a pretty good synopsis. He okay. didn't have anything to say. There was, there was nothing new to be said in the entirety of that speech. So that was actually a pretty good uh, example of it. Great. Um, we're at about 35 minutes, I think. I think, Benedict, you did it. if you're up for it, I think we have time. For this one special PragerU video. Oh, it's I five mentioned. minutes long, though, and we have to stop it's it five and minutes start long, it. There's so. a new socialism in town. What? Do you I hear that voice, identity. baby? Do you hear that voice? Who is it? L let me restart that again so you can hear that voice without me talking over it. And, uh, and you, can, you can find out why I think this video is so good. There's a new socialism in town. Oh, no, I'm not I doing another <laughs> video. I'm, I'm absolutely not. No way. Come on, baby. No, Dinesh no. D'Souza. It can be for patrons. Our one true love. We our can one do it for patrons. I am not doing another. <laughs> We're already nearly at time. I'm not spending 10 minutes doing a five-minute ProGuru video. Uh, all right, all right. It's an identity socialism video. I guess we'll have to do it for patrons sometimes since Benedict refuses to. I'm just uh, trying to keep uh... you under time. It basically covers the same ground we already talked about in the movie review with his whole run-through of identity socialism, that bullshit concept he's trying to push these days. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll throw it together at some point. I also think uh, we'll probably do, if there's nothing big that pops up, and I don't see anything on the horizon uh, coming up that'll keep us in the, the current age, then uh, maybe we'll go over to some more PragerU videos and some more fun stuff in the next interstitial episode. So uh, with all that, that's it. It's very short this week. See, Benedict, you happy you with me? You did it. Look at you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I did it. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, we'll be back next week with a brand new chapter of Arguing with Socialists by Glenn Beck. And if you just can't get enough of us till then, remember you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $2 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, drawings to win our copies of the books we read, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Corey Bidding, Megan Ruth, Savi Aquino, Glaurung the Deceiver, Danielle, Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Fairley, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, AJ Brantley, Taru Takanen, Skeptical Seventh, and Andrew Jenko. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. Yes. Thank That's you. it for this week's show. Till next time, form of an iceberg. Goodbye. Goodbye.
The Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.